It is Tuesday morning, October 10th, 8.21 a.m., almost 22 here. It's just, it's just it's going to flip right now. It's 8.22 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. We are rapidly moving into the future. Don't look back. You'll miss something. Maybe, maybe not. It's, it's, it's oh. probably going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Israeli thing going on. I, I have, I have absolutely nothing on my agenda. Nothing. I have no notes, no no papers, no, nothing. I have not listened to any news this morning. Well, other than just flipping through a few headlines, but I, I really haven't listened to anything at all. Uh, and I, I have to say, I probably didn't. I don't know if I listened to anything last night even. Um, it's been kind of a, uh, oh, I don't know what you, how you say it. Uh, how do you say uh, it's been kind of a, a, a difficult weekend and it's not over yet. I'm, I'm starting, starting to, I'm going to be traveling today again and uh, start off with the traveling thing. And last night they had some kind of weird on my schedule and it was, it was going to force me to leave a lot earlier than normal, which I, I did not uh, put in for that. I had, I had actually uh, quested a much later time to start this morning. And they, uh, they tried to sneak something in on me and make, and make me, you know, go in earlier. And I, I basically said I wasn't going to do that. I, I had to put my foot down and I, I had to put both feet down. After calling some people and said, you know, what are my, what are my contractual uh, obligations here? And they said that they do that to people all the time. They try to pull this stuff on people all the time. So I, I basically didn't even respond to the, what they put on the schedule and woke up this morning and magically uh, my schedule was normal, what it was supposed to be. So there you go. I will, uh, I will show up when I had planned on. So uh, the, the, um, be interesting to see what happens to me today. And I, I do have to kind of, this is going to be a fairly short uh, podcast, I think, because I have to I have to leave an hour from now and there's no way I can do an hour long show and still get this thing posted <clears throat> and get out the door because I haven't even taken a shower yet. You can probably tell. Uh, I'm taking a shower. The, um, I got about 35, 30 minutes to get this thing uh, done and then 35 minutes and then five minutes to get it posted. So I've, I've got uh, 30 minutes basically for this show. That's what's going to happen. Just, just so you know, uh, just so you're not waiting around just so you don't fast forward into the 45-minute range and then find out that there's no show there. That would be kind of like uh, if, you, if you could time travel and you traveled in, in, you know, into time a little bit too far where you found out that the world had come to an end. And there you were, beyond the end of the world. What are you going to do? I, you know, what are you going to do? Just something to think about. That's why time travel is dangerous. Or if you accidentally go back too far and you get eaten by a dinosaur. Or something. I don't know. It's just, it's just uh, one of those things you want to think about. So the, the maybe, or maybe not. Maybe you don't. Maybe you can't, maybe you don't have you know the kind of time I do to sit around and think and ponder on stupid things like that. Not stupid necessarily, but just you know dumb. Uh, maybe dumb and stupid. I don't. I don't know. It's, it's just it's complicated. It's, it's a complicated world we live in. 
Now, at the moment, uh, whoa, what's this? Oh, it's a 24-watt laser. I'm looking at an advertisement. I got a squirrel here. I, uh, yeah, see, I want the 36-watt laser, and I don't see it on sale. It's not on sale right now, so it's uh, not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's just not going to happen. I want the... Uh, it's a good price, though, on a 24-watt laser. And this is, we're talking... Uh, what are these? Diode lasers, I guess they are, which are a little more powerful than a CO2 laser. Regular price, $1,400. Now it's, it's on sale for $859.99. Not $860. It's a penny away from that. That's what, that's what brings it in there. That's what makes the difference. The, um, the, mo the main issue, the thing, the thing we probably should talk about first is what's in my cup. I have a uh, cup full of chai with... Uh, Almond Joy creamer in it. I have no backup cup this morning. Again. It's a little bit dangerous for me to be doing this without a backup cup. Because chai does not necessarily... It's not something that necessarily clears your throat. It's kinda, it kind of coats your throat with uh, a... And not necessarily with a good thing. It's not like honey. It's uh, kind of a creamy coating thing. Right? Which tends to cause me to uh, do a little more coughing and, and, and a little more voice issues. And so I have to push the mute button quite a bit when I'm in the background when I'm coughing. What if I, that's why they call it coffee? Because it makes you coffee. It makes you, it makes you, I don't, I don't know. Just, just saying, I don't know. <clears throat> so we have, uh, this Israeli conflict is going on. It has become more atrocious than earlier suspected. I want to talk about a few things. Um, Keep in mind that there, the, the squad has been very sympathetic and uh, – what's the word? Uh, accommodating, I guess. I'll use that word because I don't know what else to use. Favorable, has looked favorably upon – the Palestinian people, which are it's basically the Gaza Strip occupants, and the and basically Hamas, um, I was going to watch. There was a documentary I saw last night, and I hope I can find it again. I was going to watch it, and I, I unfortunately I put it in my list of things to watch, and I was started started basically listening to them. I, I, I typically have documentaries that I, I listen to so I can kind of turn my phone to dark mode and just kind of listen to them, whether I'm you know, flying on an airplane or – I don't believe I downloaded it or saved it, and I, and I probably should have. It was supposedly a pretty good uh, explanation of how Hamas actually became the governing body, the ruling body in the Gaza Strip. Um, now, they had elections there, and they, the people of Gaza elected Hamas as their governing body, governing leadership. And I, this has been uh, – where, where it has gone post-Qaddafi uh, is – not Qaddafi. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, what's this guy's name? Ah, uh, it wasn't Gaddafi. 
I'll, I'll think of it as I, as I move along here. <clears throat> and um, oh, it wasn't Gaddafi. What's, what was the guy's name? Oh, I can't think of it. Now, this is going to bother me. Um, Arafat. Yasser Arafat was in charge there. And uh, he uh, uh, kind of was kind of what part of what ushered this whole thing in. But, I, but I'd like to watch that documentary because it gets into details that I, I'm sure I, I am a miss on. Now, I would not have seen this coming. I would not have, I would not have seen in the end times. I, this, to me, this feels like a trigger. Let me just, just back up a little bit. The significance of this event, and when you, you know, they're comparing this now to the United States, the 9-11 event that happened in September 11th in 2001. And they're comparing it to that. Now, the per capita uh, type of attack here, when we had, we had 3,000 people killed that day. Uh, Israel is has 10 million people or 9 million people and we have 300 and some million people. So we're more than 10 times larger of a country. The, uh, the attack now that Hamas has, has done has taken the lives of at least 500 people. It's, uh, it's rapidly increasing when they find, you know, as they're finding uh, people. And they've taken at least 100 people hostage, probably more. And some of the people that they've taken hostage probably have not survived. Some bodies have just, people, some people have just not, not been found. They're not sure where they are. Now, uh, supposedly, this is, you know, keep in mind, uh, everyone's, who's sympathetic to the Palestinian movement or sympathetic to uh, Hamas. Let's look at the tactics that are being used here. They swept in to a concert. Now, attacking civilians is typically not uh, known as a, you know, in terms of normal warfare is considered an atrocious, uh, grievous act. It is a cowardice act. But it is also a hideous thing to do. Attacking people who are unarmed, killing them like <clears throat> rounding them up and, and just shooting them, uh, executing them. And, you know, what, what's ironic about this is that there were probably people in the, in the crowd that they were killing who probably have protested and stood up for the people of Gaza, the Palestinians, the Hamas folks. Now, this was a 
this music concert uh, event, whatever was going on, it was it was basically. A, I don't know that it was necessarily a religious based concert or event. It was more of a. I think that just because there was a holiday because of Yom Kippur, I think, I believe that it was, or I'm sorry, Sukkot, uh, Sukkot was, uh, it was uh, basically because of that, they were, they had, you know, had time off, they had the day off or whatever. And it was, it was, uh, now it was, it was Shabbat. So obviously these people weren't, apparently they were not, uh, you know, traditional Jewish uh, you'd say practicing Jews or whatever you want to say, however you want to say that. Uh, Torah observant, we call that. They wouldn't be traveling on Shabbat. They wouldn't have cell phones on. Um, the interesting thing about this is is how the news media now has i've already started to see a, a an attitude shift now uh, initially this was oh this was atrocious um they, they you know this needs to be this they've declared war obviously you know for for good reason this is this is war many of the uh, and, and, and strangely and, and and ironically uh the babylon b probably had one of the, the one of the best i think memes about this that ironically was most people probably wouldn't even get it if they saw this. Uh, well, I wish I could pull it up here. If I could find it, it was, uh, I probably already deleted it. I possibly deleted it. Uh, I usually, yeah, I don't think I have it here anymore. Um, and it, what it was, was this uh, news reporter, the, the news reporter accidentally forgets to take off his Hamas head, headband before going on air. It was something to that effect. And, and it, was, it was very telling. This, the news media in general, these liberals, the leftists, have been supposedly these champions for the oppressed in Gaza. Now, there is oppression going on. But let's put the blame where it needs to go. It's the leadership there that's causing most of the problems. This is, this is the, the equivalent to the race-baiting crowd here in this country on steroids. They, they use this idea that Israel is your enemy. They're, oppress they're the ones who are oppressing you. And we need to take these millions and millions of dollars we have and fight back against them. Not help you, not make life better. Because Israel needs to be wiped off the face of the earth, according to these people. That is their mission. That is their true goal. That is their end. And if they can use the oppressed people to, to back them up. <clears throat> I don't know if you heard anything I said there. So I might have accidentally pushed the. Uh, if they can use the oppressed people to back them up, that's what they do. This is the same way they use 
different factions and cultures in this country. The leftists, in their ability to switch, bait and switch, they claim that the, the party switched, that even though the Democrats were the party of slavery, the party of uh, they, they you know, don't, didn't agree with – they didn't vote. None of them voted for affirmative action. None of them voted for uh, civil rights movement. They, they were not a, not a part of that. They were against that. Joe Biden says he was marching with he'll, – he'll say he was down there marching, doing – he was never – he never did any of this stuff. And yet he claims he was there. Maybe he's just everywhere. Maybe he was driving his semi and he's flying his plane and whatever else he, he's able to do now that he's dementia prone. So anyway, they, they use this to rally their, the groups. They divide people up into groups. They don't care about you as an individual. They, they, they couldn't care less about what you're going through as an individual unless they can parade you around as an example. And then they don't, they don't really – and then they throw you aside. They toss you aside after that. They don't want to tell you, hey, this is a country of opportunity. You have every opportunity in front of you. If you, if you work hard and you educate yourself, you get, you get information is power. If you, if you can dive into the academic world or you have a, a, a tenacity for hard work, you can, you can make something of yourself. You can do something that will give you self, a, self, a sense of dignity, sense of worth. No, that's not what they do at all. Not at all. It's the, the absolute opposite of that. You're a victim. They've taken away your dignity. They've stolen it from you, and you can't get it back unless we help you. You have to vote us into power so we can take from them and give you back your dignity, which means their money. Because you built this nation. They sat around on their, in their easy chairs, and you, you did everything. Well, if it's that easy, then why don't you just go do that then in your communities? What is, what is stopping you from doing that now? Is someone, did you have to have someone tell you to do it or do you, what, I don't understand. You see, the people want to keep you in that trap. They don't want you coming out of that. It's a different... The, here's what switched. It wasn't, it wasn't the parties that switched and, and all of a sudden the Republicans became the, the racists and, and the Democrats were the ones that were fighting, fighting for you. They just, they just changed plantations. They came up with this other, a different kind of plantation for you. That's what it amounts to. But they still own the plantation. And they want you on it. And if you're not on it, you ain't black. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. How do you understand the implications of that statement? Joe Biden said that prior to the 2020 election. Joe Biden said that. If you vote for Donald Trump, you ain't black. How dare he say that? But you see, 
there are people who go along with that kind of mentality, that kind of ideology. That, and it's, they don't realize the implications of that. And how, in my opinion, condescending that is. Because they own you, by golly. You best not step off our plantation or you're not one of us. You're Uncle Tom. I saw a couple guys um, at an airport recently. One guy, <laughs> black guys. One of them had this, it was a black t-shirt and it said Oreo on it. I don't, and I don't know, I wanted to ask him what, what that was about. I, it, it, I don't know if it was pointed at people who, I don't know, if, I, don't know I didn't read the whole t-shirt. There might've been something on there, but it looked like it was saying that he was an Oreo. And I don't know, that, that's a derogatory term, black on the outside, white on the inside. Now, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to ask him what it was about. I probably, you know, who knows what, it was, what, what the, where the conversation would have gone. <laughs> probably would have been in big trouble. I probably misunderstood it or something. I don't know. But that's the kind of thing we got. We, this is the kind of thing that doesn't, it doesn't cure the problem. None of the solutions by these rate bait, race baiters, these, what, what was the solution? What was the solution that Jesse Jackson ever offered to cure the problem of racism in this country? Of racial, uh, systemic racism or whatever they're going to call it. The oppression of, of the black community. What, what, what is it that Jesse Jackson ever offered? Reparations? And then it's all going to be over? Is that, is that going to be the end of it? Oh, no, because reparations have to keep going forever, ever, 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 ever. Is it, you know, what is it exactly? AOC in all of her, and I wish people would play this clip over every day. AOC says, what would it look like if you remove the police from, from the uh, inner cities, the urban areas? It looked like the suburbs. She's saying that if you take the police out of these areas, these high crime areas, then all of a sudden the crime just goes away. It becomes Mayberry. Now, in a sense, this is the way they, they do it. Because what they do is they, they stop reporting crime. If there's no one there to report it, it doesn't exist. And therefore, the numbers go down. Or they just redefine what crime is. Well, unless you're actually shot, unless you're a white person shooting someone, then that, we're not going to count it as crime. And look at the crime risk. Just, go to, just, just, just plummet. Well, unless you actually use a gun with the intent or, you know, whatever, whatever, unless you stab somebody 13 times, if you only stab them 12 times, that's not really a crime. But if you stab them 13 times, that's a crime. I, just the, the way they do this kind of stuff, the way they, they redefine everything to suit their, their needs, to suit their little statistics. 
So, so Joe Biden, you know, and AOC has, has the audacity to say that. Well, let's get back to this whole thing of the race baiters here and the similarities and the parallels with what is happening in Gaza. Now, I am no expert on this. I am not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a geopolitical expert. I'm not a financial counselor. I'm not a podiatrist. I'm not a health practitioner or dietitian. But uh, I've been around for 60 years. A little more of that now. And, um, or almost, almost, it's getting close, I guess. Uh, getting close to 61. And, um, I, I, you know, I've more or less followed what's going on over there. Like I said, I'm not, not an expert, but. The, the enemy of our soul, the enemy that we deal with, has a tendency to operate the same way, using the same tactics and the same spirit, regardless of where he is in the world, trying to do his thing. I re recently had a conversation. This is kind of a sidetrack note, but it's, it's, it's to give you an example of this. I was recently talking to a, a, a former coworker at another company I was at. And I was, I was telling him, hey, you know, he does the same thing I do. And he, I said, you know, this other company I'm working for right now, they're looking for more people. And it really is a good place to work. And they're, they're based in, right in your hometown. You wouldn't have to travel to, to go to work. You, you could literally work right there. You're 20 minutes away from home base. It would be a, it's a no-brainer. And, and they'll offer, they, you know, they're offering a sign-on bonus. They're offering uh, better pay. Longevity. Now he's been at, he's been at the former company, the, my former company, for nineteen years. I just want to. He doesn't want to give up that that longevity stuff. He's got all kinds of vacation. He's got. No. I said they will they will match that. And better pay, with the sign on walking in the door. Now you you lose some things. Your schedule will be based on how long you've been there, you know, physically, but not. Your pay is based on longevity. Your your benefits are based on longevity. Vacation and all that stuff. And it's got, it's got better longevity vacation benefits than former. former uh, and he, he was basically almost talked into it. I thought he was going to come over. This is, I talked to him about a month ago. He was very interested. I talked to him for almost over an hour. I just, I just happened to run into him the other day and uh, asked him. I said, hey, you coming over to the other side here? He said, well, he just, he just talked to somebody else who came through and they were going through the training program there and they uh, got fired. And uh, so they, they, asked, they asked for the resignation. Now, it was a weird situation. And what, what he described to me, uh, there's got to be more to that story. Because the, the, which typically happens in this, in, this, in this world, people will go through something and they'll say, well, no, I was going through there. And then they, uh, and then they just fired us. Um, there's usually a lot more backstory to, to, to those kinds of things. Uh, people don't 
try to hire you and then just look for a reason to fire you right off the bat. You've got to present them with reasons to do so in this particular market uh, that people want you there. They, they, they work hard to get you there and to and they pay you good money to be there and they don't want you to leave. They pay people, pay, pay people extra money just to stay with retention bonuses and that kind of thing. And so for them to just let these guys go, uh, it wasn't just this, this guy he knows, it was also his... You go, you go through this kind of training with a partner, typically, and they, they fire both of them. Now, now, this is extremely rare. And it, 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 so this guy is scared. He said, well, I'm a little bit scared. I don't want to go over there because that makes me nervous. He, he didn't say he was scared. He said it makes him nervous. In other words, he's scared. And I didn't say this, but my first reaction, I wanted to say it, and I just didn't feel the unction to say it, the anointing. I just, I just felt like I should say it. But then I, I as, it, as the words were stuck in my throat, I just didn't feel like it was the time or the place to say it. And I, I think that as, it, as the word, and some, maybe it almost felt like the, as the words were coming out of his own mouth, he might have actually realized what he was saying. I've, I've done that before where I've talked myself, I've talked, I've spoken something out loud and then realized how ridiculous it was to say it. Happened to me, you know, like 20 years ago. It hasn't happened, you know, recently. Since I, I, Nothing ever comes out of my mouth that I, I regret anymore. I just don't, or maybe I just don't care. The, the, uh, what, ha- what ended up happening was he, he said this, this thing about making him, ner- makes him nervous and he's just going to stay where he's at. And of course, my first, first thought was, you're making a decision based on fear. You're letting fear dictate to you what you're going to do. Now, I get it. Trust me. It's, I understand that. I, I deal with it every day. Why don't I do something? Why don't I go do this or do that? It's fear of failure, fear, fear of something, probably fear of – fear plays a huge role in why we don't step out of our comfort zones and do something that may or may not have lasting consequences or what we perceive to be. Because fear of the unknown sometimes is more scary. It, it affects us more. It paralyzes us almost sometimes. And when the lights go out, you don't know what's out there. You're in the middle of the woods and you hear something howling. You don't know what it is. You don't know where it is. It's the unknown. You don't know what else is out there because you can't see. That's when fear rises up. You start making stupid decisions. Confusion sets in at that point. Irrational behavior. So the, getting back to what I was talking about, the enemy out there operates all over the world using these same tactics, knowing that fear is a huge influencer and they use these things 
to influence people. Now, there's a more subtle way that this can happen. Every time Bernie Sanders would come on TV, every time he would be interviewed, every time he would make a speech, one of the first words out of his mouth, the first phrases out of his mouth was, Donald Trump is a racist. Well, that was used as a, as a wedge to anyone who was even considering Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, he's racist. Oh, he's racist. The, the intent was to polarize you and make you afraid, in a sense, of aligning yourself with that because that would be terrible. It's a terrible thing. Don't want to align with that. He's racist. Well, yeah, he's racist. If we say it often enough and loud enough and keep repeating it, well, it, it'll be true. People start to believe it. And they'll just have conniptions every time they even see the guy's name or hear his name mentioned. Or and, it's, it, it, and you start asking yourself, well, why, what exactly was it that he said was racist? Oh, he said there were fine people on both sides. Um, did, did you read the whole statement? The whole statement. I condemn the white supremacists totally. But there were people who wanted the statues up and there were people who wanted the statues down. And there were fine people on both sides of that argument. The white supremacists, he condemned totally. But he didn't want to focus on them. And yet that's what the news media would lead you to, lead you to believe. Well, he told people to drink bleach. No, he never said the word bleach. He said, wouldn't it be great if the doctors could come up with some kind of a way of creating some kind of medicine that would be like a cleansing. You just take this medicine and it's like a cleansing for your body. You just... So he never said anything about bleach. And yet people to this day believe he said you're supposed to take bleach. People to this day say, say that he was referring to the white supremacists as good people on both sides. Because the media made it so. Because of fear, basically. They're drumming up fear within people of fear of the of orange man bad. Oh, oh, he's just, he's scary. He's a scary man. He's a dictator. And the Russians control him. He's a Russian puppet. Hillary Clinton is still out there. This MAGA crowd, this radical MAGA crowd, he's extreme MAGA, ultra MAGA. They're scary. Look what they did on, nine, on, on, on January 6th. Thousands of them, thousands of them attacked the Capitol building. You realize there were a whole bunch of people who were invited into the, to the Capitol and actually asked permission by the Capitol Police. Said, are we allowed to go in? And they said, yes. Yeah, go on in. And some of them are sitting in jail today. Many of them have had their homes raided. When, when, and now you have to understand, when they use the word terrorists, when these people are deemed as terrorists, the, like these, these folks who were showing up at school board meetings, who were protesting and, and confronting 
school board members about some of the, the materials in their libraries and, and classroom materials. When they were showing up and doing that, the DOJ decided to call them terrorists. By the way, Barack Obama got rid of habeas corpus for anyone who was deemed to be a terrorist. If they, can, if they can label you as a terrorist, you don't get due process. They can lock you away as long as they want with no court because you're a terrorist. This is why they use that word because they have to define you as such. Or an insurrectionist, in this case, even though no one was charged with insurrection. Now, there was conspiracy to commit insurrection for, by people who weren't even there from these white supremacy groups like the Proud Boys, who are run by people who aren't white. I don't, I don't actually know what the Proud Boys are all about. I do know what the Oath Keepers are about. I, I know how they started and I know what, I know what they're about. I remember when they first went into, into, into uh, became an organization. I, I wasn't a part of anything that I, I wasn't allowed to be in it because I'm, I'm not. It, had I been a police officer or a military individual, I would have, I would have joined. What you're doing is you're saying, I swear to keep my, no, you're basically you're not swearing. You, you, basically, you're saying, I, I took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, and that is number one, even if I'm given Orders that, are, that, that go against the Constitution, I'm not going to follow them. Because my first and foremost obligation is to the American people. And that means to the, to the Constitution. This gets back to what I was talking about yesterday, about this whole thing of Jerry Nadler saying, oh, you're going you're to go after the military? Because if you say you're, it, it, it's to, to protect yourself against tyranny, you're going to go after the military? No, the military is not, unless you're going to sig the military after. Sure, if you're going to send the military after the, the American people then yeah, guess what? We're going to defend ourselves. Most likely, it's going to be the FBI. It's going to be one of these alphabet soup organizations, the IRS, whoever it's going to be, who's going to come to your home illegally, trying to break your door down, whatever they're trying to do. And that, that, that's where tyranny lives, right there. Now, we were told, we were told that the Former president, Donald Trump, was going to be the one who he was he's the fascist. He's the fascist and he's the one who's going to be a dictator and he's going to rule with an iron fist and he's going to use and he's the one who was going to get us into war with Iran. What do you hear everybody talking about right now? What are, what are all the warmongers saying right now? Well, Iran su su uh, supplied and, and helped uh, coordinate this attack from Hamas and therefore uh, we, we need to Lindsey Graham is out there already saying we need to go to war with, with Iran we need, we need to sanction them and we need to cut off their oil supplies and take out their, uh, their oil refineries he actually went on, went on he, he's squirming in his seat oh this is great we're going to go after Iran oh yeah we're gonna, more, more war more war because he's you know he's part of the military industrial complex he's all about it there, there's some of these War hogs, war, war hawks, whatever you want to call them, pigs. They want to go after. They want. They just want to get into another, embroiled in another war. 
Opportunity to go after Iran. Now, I'm not saying that Iran's not, you know, in, in Blinken, I think was actually came across, actually, as far as we know, he's telling the truth. I don't know. I don't trust the guy. He's being asked by a reporter who was trying to push him into this, this idea that we need to go after Iran and that, that Iran was, you know, back, back this whole thing and was part of this whole thing. There's no evidence right now, according to Israeli tech, uh, uh, intelligence, as well as our own intelligence and any other, and no one can say that Iran directly influenced this attack. Directly. Now, yes, this money that was released, I guess it was $6 billion or whatever, was, that was released, that was frozen funds or whatever, that was released back to Iran. They're saying, well, that money was, that, there were stipulations on that money. They could only use that money for, for like met food and medication and things for their people. They couldn't use it for anything else. Okay, so if I have, let's say I have $100,000 in the bank and I have to budget that for my entire, you know, life and everything that's going on and my kids and whatever else I've got, I've got, I've got all these responsibilities, got maintenance and all these things I've got to take care of. And I, so I've got this, these funds, I've got to pay taxes out of that, I've got all the stuff I've got to do. So I've got all this stuff to do. And somebody walks up and says, here, here's... Here's another $50,000, and you can, but you, you can only use this to pay your taxes and for food and for, you know, these expenses right here, these normal expenses. It's all you can use it for. Oh, okay. Doesn't that free up the other $100,000 I have budgeted for other things? I mean, it frees up at least 50000 of it. So now I can take 50000 of my other money. I don't have to take, you know, you're still relieving them of other obligations that they, you know, money that they had going someplace else. And now they don't have to put, now they can use that money for the other things. They don't just have to spend it over and above their budget for food and medicine. They can, and puppy dogs, they can, they can actually use it for funding other things. And they've been known for a long time to be funders of Hamas and terrorism around the world. And yet, people like John Kerry and other people in Congress have close ties to Iran. And by the way, Barack Obama's hand inside the sock puppet, Valerie Jarrett, was Iranian. She was from Iran. And somehow we just let them keep doing their thing. Very uh, interesting stuff. Now, having said all that, I'm going to say this. I have no more time left. As things develop here, it seems like there's a, been a trigger that's, that's happened. and Because no matter what Israel does here, if they respond with any kind of response, it is going to be considered too much. They're going to be, they're going to, they're going to be the bully. They're going to be the bad guy. If they don't respond at all, they're going to be seen as weak. I'm already starting to see the, the tide turn by many pundits. They're starting to say, oh, Israel's going to respond. To, you know, they're going to, oh, they're going to, now they're going to act too. They're going to be too aggressive. 
course, Hamas is talking about killing, publicly executing their captives, their, their hostages, for every time that Israel does something. Folks, pray for our nation, pray for the world, pray for what's going on, for understanding and enlightenment. God bless, folks. Have a, have a great rest of your day.